I will thank the Lord with all my heart as I meet with his godly people. How amazing are the deeds of the Lord. All who delight in him should ponder them. My husband Steve and I have been attending Windsor Road for a little over 20 years. We've seen a lot of changes here at the church over the years, but even more changes in ourselves. I didn't grow up with a solid church background. As a matter of fact, my strongest memory of church as a child is that of macaroni and paper plates. But that's going to be a story for another time. I always thought of myself as a Christian, and I knew that my family believed in God. I did a bunch of searching once I got out of high school and into college and past that, but nothing ever really stuck until my landlord at a business I owned at the time invited me to visit Windsor Road late in 1997. Steve and I attended a few times, and we really liked Randy's teaching, which I absolutely needed. Uh, And then almost right away, we signed up for a class called Becoming a Contagious Christian. And with that study, I finally got this whole relationship with Christ thing. And Steve and I were baptized together in February of 1998. Since then, I feel that my personal faith has grown a lot. And I really feel like the guest services ministry is exactly where the Lord has gifted me to serve him. I honestly thought everything was fine. But I found out on June 8th, just a little over a year ago, that God had more to show me. I was at a physical therapy appointment for some of that nasty old lady arthritis when suddenly I had the most excruciating pain in the back of my neck. I'm told that I said, I need help, and crumbled to the floor. I had no idea what was happening, and I was terrified. I suffered a brain aneurysm that day, and everything in my life changed. I was airlifted to Joliet, and Steve was advised that there was about a 60% chance that I would not survive the procedure. My thoughts swirled. I was thinking about Steve. I was thinking about the volunteers here at Windsor Road, and my puppies at home. And I remember thinking, as I was in the helicopter, before they knocked me out with all the drugs, um, Joliet, really? Don't we, don't we have a doctor here? But once the procedure was completed, and I'm lying there with all kinds of tubes draping for me and such, and my friend Stanley, which is what I called my IV stand, was close by my bedside. One of the nurses was talking to me, and she told me that she and the other doctors and nurses had prayed for me before they began the procedure. And I knew then that God had brought me to the exact place where I would be cared for by the skilled hands that he had specifically chosen. And I knew with undeniable confidence that I would survive, that he could have taken me home that day but didn't. Since that day, as I look back, I can clearly see that God was there for me every single second. He was involved in and in control of this adventure of mine. From the moment that it happened, to the doctors in Joliet who cared for me, and all the ongoing steps even now through my recovery. I found out while I was going through this that our church, this church, loves well. 
You all prayed for me, encouraged me, and loved me, and I knew every moment that you were standing with me as God was. Several of you came to visit me in the hospital in Joliet, and I received over 200 cards from all of you. I also found out that God loves me more than I could have ever imagined. Now, there's a statement that we've all heard and said a lot, God loves you. But now, in my life, to actually feel the extent of his love for me, that's way beyond just the words. He intentionally gifted me with the most amazing man who has and continues to love me and care for me throughout this incredible adventure. And he gifted me with the continuation of my life and an amazing church home and ministry in which to serve him. The reality of that love is pretty mind-blowing. Shortly after we figured out that I was more than likely going to make it and that my head had been partially shaved, which is always attractive, I had Steve call Asenta, my hair gal, and have her make me a purple wig, planning ahead as I was to come back to church as soon as possible. But even with my careful planning, I learned very clearly that it's not about me, not about the purple wig, not about the shaved head, not about how I looked or any of that. Because on the first Sunday that I felt strong enough to come back to church, the Lord told me very clearly that I should not wear that purple wig, that I should let all of you see the strength of my faith through this ordeal and see in a tangible and very visible way that he had chosen to save me. And now, a little over a year later, absolutely nothing is the same the music here at church sounds different. My joy in serving him here is so much greater than it was. Think about it. He chose to save me. I'm totally and completely humbled by that. There's no luck to it. The continuation of my life at this point is by his choice. And I know very clearly that I've got stuff yet to do for him. The direction that he has given me, given my life, is summed up in two words. Pay attention. Pay attention to the stuff that he has planned for me, the stuff he gives me to accomplish, the people that he puts in front of me to care for, and this amazing ministry that he has gifted me to help coordinate by his direction. Bottom line of this adventure of mine is that I'm absolutely blessed beyond anything I could have imagined. And I'm standing here in front of you as living proof that the Lord still performs miracles. Thank you all so much for your prayers, encouragement, and love.